0: is
1: Hello, and you're listening to the Mac and Fries movie podcast yet again, for once.
0: Yes, hi, it's Gavin here. Dean here. It's been a while since we've done one of these.
1: It has. It was Magnificent Seven was the last one we did. That was quite a while ago. That's quite a long while ago. Uh,
0: But we've both been kind of busy since then, Uh, and so because this is the first one we've done in a little while... um, We're not going to do a spoiler cast. We're not going to do a spoiler cast. It's not just going to be a review show. We're going to just chat a little bit about some of the things we've been watching
1: and just uh, have a chat. We're just going to ease back into this whole podcast thing. I think, I think thing. that's the way to go. You don't want to pull your podcasting muscle. <laughs> no. <laughs> we should say at the start, as usual, that McKeon um, Fries is proudly sponsored by Green Room One Three Six Urban Carry Gears. Yes. Um, I can. We can now speak from experience. Of when did we get? We got the bags
0: recently. Uh, I got my Junk
1: Monkey a while ago. Um, yeah. I'm loving it's, my Rainmaker Tactical. It's very cool. It's very cool. It's uh, the handmade bags. They are tough and they take a lot of shit. My bag is being like to- toting around my laptop. Twenty to thirty feet of HDMI or internet cables, screwdrivers, and what, all sorts of fucking tools, and it's not fucking my back up like the old one did. I oh, really? What I didn't realize it? the old one was weighing so low, even with the straps tied up tight. It kind of hung low on my back. What was the old one? It was a crumpler. A crumpler? Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> so, making me crumple. So, ba-
0: so basically, like fuck crumpler.
1: Yeah. Right. Green room one three six all the way. Like, but it just kicks seems crumpler's to sit, ass. It seems to sit like it doesn't. If you put a lot of stuff in it, it keeps the bottom straight behind right. you, so it doesn't sag. I don't really have any,
0: uh, I don't really have any issues with Crumpler, <laughs> I <laughs> was using Crumpler before this one and it served me fine. Yeah. And this one, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still using it. Your one's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's alright. Yeah. But I don't put nearly as much shit in mine as, as yeah. you put in yours. And it's holding up to the beating I'm giving it, so that's good. Yeah, And if you want to get them, you can get them. these back, you can get them. Rainmaker Tactical. Or the, the tact, I haven't used the Tactical bit yet, which is that it's got a lot of stuff on the front where I can like tie things. It does developer. look hardcore. It looks like the kind of thing you want to take to Everest. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> um, so you can get them on greenroom 136com And if you use the discount code MACYAP10, mm-hmm. you get a 10% discount. That's MCYAP10. Is it all caps? Does yeah. it matter? It doesn't matter. No, I don't think. All right. Um, I think, actually, Jeremy Smith. you know Jeremy Smith? I know Jeremy Smith. I think Jeremy's already available because he bought himself a nice little yeah. uh, wallet. I mean, He's I won't really say I know wallet. him well, but no. yeah. I know the guy. Hmm. He's all right. He's alright. He's alright. <laughs> <laughs> you met David Hasselhoff last <laughs> Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, he was on the ship. A lot of people on the ship met yeah. David Hasselhoff, apparently.
0: Well, that's what he's there for.
1: He's the captain of the ship.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I knew a couple of people who were on it. They they didn't get to meet the Hoff, but no. uh, they, they heard him. Yeah. Because he announces
1: stuff over the, uh, the PA system and everything. It's kind of cool. Uh, from what I understand, it was a hell of a party. Yeah. Like... Right. There's no advertising for the shit, but like when I first heard about that thing, I was thinking like you're gonna have a load of ravers on a boat. That sounds like my idea of hell. Yeah. But apparently it was, it's quite nice. Apparently it's quite nice. Yes. There was no vomit in the hot tub at all. No, no. Because I just imagine just like swabbing the halls every four two hours. And yeah, no. I mean, like uh,
0: before anything, like when I was just hearing about it, I thought I'm not. I don't want to go to that. Yeah. You know, just go there and just be a stick in the mud and stand there and look at people and judge them. Yeah. Huh which is probably what I would do. Just like yeah, just prop yourself over <laughs> the bar with a bottle of Lagavulin. I would just sort of sit there trying to trying my best to like uh, channel Ron Swanson yeah. just looking at all these fools. You there. Boy, don't do that. Put some alcohol in your mouth to stop the words from coming out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what else have, what have you been up to because you were doing some inter- you were doing some fun stuff off the phone but you're doing some work stuff. Big big Um, work stuff you can talk about?
0: um, I'm uh, putting the uh, finishing final stages of post-production on uh, KL24 Zombies, which is um, a zombie film that I've been working on with James Lee and Shamin Othman. It's a feature-length film that has uh, three segments in it. Each segment's done by a different director. Hmm. Uh, So uh, I just recently locked the edit on that. I'm pretty happy with it. And now it goes into um, post on uh, audio. Just to uh, do some, just uh, cleaning up. We'll put in some sound design here. So, uh, Nick Davis is working on the score. Um, I've heard a first pass of the score. It sounds awesome. Cool. It's, it's a nice sort of uh, little throwback. And um, yeah, excited for people to see it. It's going to be released online, so we weren't um, dealing with the same kind of censorship that we would deal with if it was a cinema release. Mm. Uh, so pretty excited about it because it, you know, us. Everybody went for it. When we found out that we weren't gonna have to worry about censorship, everybody went for it. Nice. So it was nice. It was nice. Not just me going nuts. Like shamin went nuts. So did
1: James. So it's cool. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any idea when that's gonna be out? Uh, it's out next month. Next month. And yeah. is it all three stories are in one big piece or? Yes.
0: Yes. They don't.
1: They don't intercut. It's just one after the other.
0: It's just uh, no. It's um, James's. Uh, James's segment is the one that sort of ties everything together. Oh, okay. And um, there are characters from all three segments that uh, are involved in all. Uh, th- that are involved throughout the entire film mm-hmm. so all all um three segments do connect, but we don't cut back and forth between them so it's like it starts with James and then something happens and need, people need to find out what happened to one character and then it cuts to mine mm-hmm. and then my segment plays for its entirety and then it goes back to james's and then so so it's nice. um, it's 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 pretty smooth in that sense because th- that can be an issue sometimes with an- anthology films that decide to intercut yeah. between the bits because you know different filmmakers have different um, visual styles, and the three of us, not quite unconsciously, ended up going for a pretty similar style. So it's quite seamless. Cool. I'm looking forward to people for, for people to see it. And uh, there was, uh, yeah, I did some traveling, I was in London, um, with a brief stint in Paris, which was great. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. I mean, there, there are other things as
1: well, but um, they're, they're, they're still sort of like
0: in... Percolating. They're, they're still in, in development, so no
1: point talking about them yet. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing I did along those lines was go in and record some more gruff lines for Rimbo Racer, more Rimbo Racer. Yes, I saw the Instagram post. Oh, yes. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. Shall, shall you I... got you
0: got that voice down now.
1: Oh, yeah. My, and it was a bit of a problem because if you haven't seen it, because apparently the English version not on anywhere, um, they're going to give us DVDs when we finish this section so we'll have copies for our own... Uh, for your own roller. pleasure. Because it has aired <laughs> in English in India. Oh, right. Yeah. Just hasn't done TV3 here. So like you're reason. you're famous in India. Maybe you can you can go to India right now and just yeah. speak in that voice and be like I know you. Yeah. So I, I just you mean you get just get fucking drunk on the following day? I sound like that anyway. That's true. Um, but uh, this time we went in and they usually have a clip to help me get into it. They didn't have it, and right. I was like, oh crap! What was the voice again? Was it? Uh, Dag, what did you do to the car? Oh, there we go. And that was just the way with the races. Right, right. Because it's always what did you do to that fucking car?
0: You're like one of those VO talents that always asking, like, how do you want it when you always do it the same way anyway? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I, I mixed it up. I
0: do know some VO talents like that. They walk in it's like, so how do you want it? And I'm like, just, just do it, do it the way you always do. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's pretty much how it worked. And then we just flew through the thing. It was great fun. Yeah. Great fun with the guys and the camera i have to say thanks to Ayman for the camera mohammed Ayman did the camera work he was like i just said just get some photos of me in the booth and he recorded like multiple clips with like all crazy dutch angles and stuff they're mm-hmm. really really cool but yeah but uh, that's what we've been doing but uh speaking of censorship just for the K L 24 thing yeah so there's a few things i want to talk about we'll just we'll, we'll wander but uh it's thematically fitting it's a segue which I shouldn't point out I went to see a while ago Soul Station. So, train to Busan, I don't we didn't you didn't see train to Busan. I right? didn't see train to Busan. I want to see it. Uh, yeah. the
0: only reason I didn't see it is because it came out I think just just before, just before I was about to start shooting my zombie film. Yeah. And I was like I know that's a
1: great movie. I don't want to yeah. fucking watch it and go, "Oh god, I can't." No. <laughs> so, I saw some people like uh, Tony P- Pietra yeah. calling it like, you know, one of the best tw- zombie movies in the last 20 years. I was like, "Well, I have to go look up the date of Shaun of the Dead." It's like, "Fuck you." For a start. It's, it's good. One of the best. Yeah, he says one of, best. one of the best. It's very, very good. It's uh, it, it doesn't do anything that new. It just does everything exceedingly well. Yeah.
0: Which is fine. Which I mean, is fine.
1: kind of what you want in a, in a zombie film. Although there's another zombie film coming out that I really want to see. Is like uh, The Girl with All the Gifts. Mm. That looks really good. Oh, that looks really good. That's sort are like trying to stop these kids being zombies or something. They're trying to fight back or something like that. It looks really interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... Um, Train to Busan, I didn't notice that many cuts, and there's music playing a lot throughout of it, so you don't notice it. But there was also, the director of it, um, he also did an animated prequel that he made first to try and get the money for it, and then he was given the money for Train to Busan. But it came out afterwards. Yes. And they snuck it into cinemas here for like two weeks. It was in TGV only. Mm -hmm. Like, it was not really any advance warning. It was just, it's on now. Yeah. Go see it. Pop back. And that is fucking, I'm getting... I'm getting ring, the ring hackles on my arms because it was it's fucking tense. It's, right. It ratchets up the tension from Train to go Busan. The animation is a kind of a flat style, but all the characters are instantly, they designed them all so they're instantly recognizable. Right. It's not super stylized, but you know everyone is the moment you see them. Right. And it has some fantastic imagery that, you know, there's like people bundling into a prison cell, but that prison cell is only like a meter and a half wide. So like the zombie arms are all at them right and just like they're trapped in there for quite a while and just attention on that and it's this girl who's broken up with her boyfriend because he's a dickhead but she's also run away from a brothel and her father is also looking for her right and so he's trying to find her She's running away she's running away from a brothel she ran away from a brothel to to yeah. this boyfriend but this boyfriend didn't treat her no better right and uh, she's running away <laughs> he from must him. have treated her pretty bad yeah <laughs> I mean, and Trader of one of the key things of that is you never find out why this happened right and so this, Station, so this uh plugs those holes no Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't fucking tell you why it happened either. Oh, brilliant. But Train to Busan has a really nice thing where there's the people who have someone to care about or something to care about other than themselves, Mm -hmm. like the battle lines. Some people have said it's a class thing, and it is led by one, you know, elitist fuck. Yeah. But the um, don't go to sleep computer. Um, The lines are very clearly there. There's the people who are good natured and want to help each other out, and the people who are just out for themselves, and the lines get drawn that way. Mm -hmm. In this, it's just it's like the guy. I think the guy hates hates Korea. because like, this is a really just a damning indictment of Korean society and the treatment of the homeless. Because the moment anyone runs up and it's like, oh, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? And then they take a second look. It's like, oh, you're homeless. Fuck, forget about you. Right. But it, back to my original point about censorship, it has an incredibly powerful ending. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a twist or anything like that. It's just like, whoa. And it was fucking butchered. In what sense? Like- and there's a sense of... There's a scene where things are happening, and then you realize what's going on, and then it jumps really hard, and one character's dead. All right. And there's no explanation of it at all. And it just, it, it sh- it's, the movie's so good that it didn't ruin it for me, but it's one that's not in the cinemas. I would guarantee, go seek out Soul Station. Even if you haven't seen Train to I or want to, it's a really, really good zombie movie, and that ending deserves to be watched and talked about. Okay. So I would highly recommend watching that. Cool. Sounds good.
0: Mm. Should we, uh, before we get going, should we talk about our uh, Dearly Departed?
1: Yeah, I was going to give this later, but let's go for it now. Oh, I thought we usually open with that. Oh, we usually do the news. Oh, we do? It's been a while since we did the old format. That's true. Oh, we can save
0: it. I don't know. Well, I mean, no, but I mean, I know, (laughs) I think
1: the first one is kind of, well, the second one is probably more, you're very much into the second one, I think, aren't you? What, Leonard Cohen? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I I was
0: a very, am a very, very big Leonard Cohen fan. Mm. Um, no, I was just, yeah, but it was one of those things where he was at that age where it, you know, it was going to happen sooner or, later. sooner or later. It was, yeah. it could happen either tomorrow or it could happen like five years. Now, you know, when people reach a certain age where all bets are off, you yeah. know, it's like, you can go tomorrow, you might last another 10 years, who yeah. knows? Um, and Leonard Cohen had been in that sort of bracket for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but just, just an amazing words, wordsmith, just an amazing
1: poet, amazing singer, songwriter. Um I think uh, First We Take Manhattan and um Everybody Knows and of course Hallelujah which has been covered by uh, fucking everybody. Yep. Yeah, I think man. I mean I think my, I think you and I we probably have singles copies of it. We've covered it somewhere. Yep. <laughs> Everyone has. I'm your man, mm. uh, The
0: Future. Just uh just amazing stuff. Yeah. My aunt I think you should uh, just watch that. The- a thousand kisses deep. Just amazing stuff. Um I think one of the sort of standout Leonard Cohen bits for me, like uh, if you're not familiar with this, I urge you to check it out, is from the Live in London concert, mm. um, where he did A Thousand Kisses Deep, but he did it as a spoken word poem, mm. and he changed the lyrics up a little bit, it wasn't exactly the same as the song, and it was, there's something about it, you know, when 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 the song first came out, it was very powerful yeah but um hearing him speak it with the gravitas of a man who has seen and done too much (laughs) yeah uh there was um an underlying hopefulness and sadness to it that comes with age Mm. that uh i i found very very powerful Mm. so if you're a leonard cohen fan if you're not familiar with that go check it out the live from london album
1: live in london album a thousand kisses deep and to tie it into the movies and TV shows, someone on Twitter—I think I retweeted it. So, I'm not sh- whoever you are, nice one. Pointed out the fact that yes, in 1986, he was in Miami Vice yeah. as a as a Francois Zolan, who was the French Interpol agent or something like that. Well, you know, so was Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The other day, the part of the news that was—I was, was like—I didn't realize it at first until somebody had the photo of the Magnificent Seven on Twitter and listed all the, the people and their dates. Yep. And uh, it was Robert Vaughn passed away.
0: Robert Vaughn, Magnificent Seven, Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. Although my favorite Robert Vaughn bit is from Bullet. Yeah. Where um, uh, I can't remember who he, like who he plays in, but uh, he played Walter Chalmers. Mm-hmm. That's it. Walter Chalmers, and uh, he's basically sort of like the smarmy, not quite bad guy, but he's just like the bureaucrat who just gets in the way yeah. of fucking Frank Bullitt, played by Steve McQueen, who's just a badass, who just wants to drive his Mustang all over San Francisco. Yeah. And um, so Steve McQueen has just sort of fucked something up, and uh, Robert Vaughn, Walter, Ch- Walter Chalmers, goes up to him. Because uh, I remember this because I was a big I'm a big Steve McQueen fan. I remember reading this from this particular scene and it being talked about in Steve McQueen's biography mm-hmm. where the line in the film uh, is uh, Robert Robert Vaughn roll the Charmers, goes at the Frank Bullet and says um, to use the nomenclature of your times, detective, you blew it <laughs> And uh, when that was the original line and when they did this, uh, Steve McQueen like said like cut, cut and, like the fuck does nomenclature mean. Mm you know and it's like i don't know what that word means if steve mcqueen doesn't know what that word means you can bet your ass the people paying to see steve mcqueen don't know what that word means <laughs> and so in the fu- in the finished film it's to use the parlance of your times <laughs> and i was like that's not much better yeah yeah <laughs> nomenclature it's a great no- word yeah
1: it's like solipsistic yes <laughs> One of the things I really liked to in is a little lone show called uh, Danger Theatre. Did you ever see this? No. It had. Um, or oh, I might have. It sounds vaguely familiar. It had. Uh, you know the guy who says, oh, what a lovely tea party? in Yes. Moritz. Yes. Uh, Dietrich Bader. Dietrich Bader was yeah. in it as well. And it was a little small show, and it was one of these things where the BBC just bought it and then threw it on in the afternoon uh or maybe channel four and it was this kind of spoof action hour of actual action, action hour of comedy or to theater and robert Vaughn was the host who was always sitting behind a desk like the president or the head of cia or something like that and have the kind of what was it what was it called again danger theater
0: danger the- no nah, i never saw this
1: because the thing with Diedrich bader was he was the searcher which is essentially you know lorenzo lamus's kind of show right where it's a guy on a bike going around but like it was Almost gleefully childish in its humor, like the searcher goes up and he's causing all sorts of problems. and doesn't realize the number on the house is turned upside down.
0: Yeah, here we go. For, uh, started in 1993.
1: Yeah, one season, yeah, <laughs> seven one season. episodes or something like that. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. And he um, he would be the host, and he would have set it up the story.
0: Dietrich Bader, Robert Vaughn, Adam West. Yeah. Holy shit.
1: It was a really cool show. Um, I'd recommend checking that out. Also, um, what was it? Space Cowboy, aka. The Magnificent Seven Space, a.k.a. whatever, the Battle Beyond the Stars. Mm. He was in that playing the same character from The Magnificent Seven, basically.
0: Yep. And uh, in the uh, later part of his life, I guess he must have um, moved to uh, England or something because he yeah. started doing a bunch of English television,
1: Hustle, Coronation Street. Oh, Coronation Street was recently, I didn't realize that, 2012. Yeah. He played Milton Fanshawe. Yeah. <laughs> Hustle was cool. Hustle was like, he was kind of the older Hustler. He put, the, 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 he can't put them together a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, rest in peace, boys. Yeah, rest in
0: peace. It does it's a lot of work. Yeah, this year's taken a lot of people. Mm. <laughs> the, the Man for Monk, I...
1: And as the cherry on top, President Trump. President Trump. Well, let's that, <laughs> add that on the section of, oh my God, what the fuck just happened news, which we used to have on the show for once or twice. Yeah. Um, so let's just talk about the trailers. I think there's been a couple of trailers that have come out i well, have been away that um, have really floated my boat. Mm-hmm. Rogue One continues to impress. I broke the rule. I haven't seen... I've only seen that first trailer. I've broken the second trailer rule, and I've watched the latest international trailer. And the combination of that theme and the shots they've put in there, mm-hmm. I tear up nearly every fucking time watching those trailers. Uh, well... I'm... <laughs> Jesus um uh, yes well it seems everything coming together so well into just the type of Star Wars movie I wanted to see yeah decades ago no
0: no I mean and I, I have uh, a lot of faith in it I'm looking forward to it mm. but I haven't seen any of the new trailers yeah. any like I just want to watch they're being pretty good
1: about not putting garbage in there to ruins I've, it for I've, you I've
0: gotten pretty good at just not watching trailers yes right? so I'm just like, maybe we don't have to do a new section like, anymore you know, you know what you know and, uh, no I mean I'll watch the first trailer yeah but after that, like if I like the first trailer, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, unless it's something like really like like a teaser of a tease, like the like the teaser for uh, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Two. Mm. You know, that that was a real tease. So when they release another trailer, I'm gonna watch that. But after that, I think oh, you that's didn't watch it.
1: The, well, the first one's kind of a. Tra- it's, there's a good bit in there. It's effects complete and stuff. It's not a complete. Yeah, teaser. but it's it is not a, it is a lot. tease. It yeah, yeah, it's, doesn't it's, tell you anything about what's going it's on. It's just there. a little bit more than a minute. Yeah, it's a mood poem. Yeah. <laughs> The t- t- you
0: need to find a woman who is truly pathetic. <laughs> or is like it, you. Like you. Do you want a hug? No, I don't. Uh, it, lo- that, it looks fun. That looks fun. It does look fun. And I really like the teaser poster. You know, It, it takes you like a little while before you're like, hey, baby group
1: Yeah, the, is it the black and white one with they leaning against the wall? Yeah. Yeah, very nice. That's nice. nice. Another yeah. um, you know keeping it superhero for a second. Uh, Trailer for Logan was a while ago. Yes. Yes. It just proves that you put Johnny Cage's hurt. Johnny Cage? Cash. Johnny Cash's hurt behind anything. It's awesome yep um it looks pretty interesting i mean up until the uh, the last act the Wolver- the previous the wolverine was you know a cool
0: i like the wolverine yeah. it was know? just the last act was like
1: fight big thing which yeah. is a problem in
0: superhero movies yes but it wasn't a bad fight big thing no. it's not like it fell to pieces it just kind of
1: undermined what had been built up before then yeah. in the first two acts and this does not look, look like any x-men movie or any x-men related movie you've ever seen it looks like Logan takes his dad, his bald dad, on a cross-country it looks, journey.
0: It looks like, you know,
1: The Road. Yeah.
0: It looks like The Road, done via with, with, a, with a slight Marvel uh, palette. Yeah. Uh, which I like, which I like. Uh, there was I was slightly disappointed in the sense that leading up to the release of the teaser, there was uh, some speculation as to whether the film was going to be in black and white. No. Oh. Because um, some of the promo images that had come out had all been in black and white. Uh-huh. Um, enough to get people thinking... That could be cool. Yeah, and it would have been very cool, and I kind of got excited about that. So when it was in color, I was like, hey, "All right, then yeah. Johnny Cash still cool." Yeah, <laughs> but I I liked it. I liked it. Um, I liked the tone of it. I liked the look. Uh, some of those shots are really nice. Yeah, really um, nice. It's and
1: it's so much that it's kind of weird when a guy turns up with a robot hand. Yeah. Or there's that weird. Is it? It's the guy. I think. The guy who was Ricky Gervais' agent in uh, Extras. You know, his awful agent. Oh, yes. Who's always with him in his shows. What's his name? I can't remember. Oh, fuck. But, like, I think it's him on the, on the kind of bandages or makeup or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So there's these weird elements in it. Yeah. But then there's just him wearing a coat. Yeah. And, like, wearing a coat real well. Or just walking around with doddery old Professor X in the back of the truck.
0: Yeah. Although there's one little uh, bit in it towards the end where it kind of looks like Logan is upset because he's just buried someone. Yeah, that's a bit of a, yeah. And, um... I really hope it's not who I think it is. Yeah, because the the way the trailer is cut together kind of suggests that it might. It be, points to the very bald person. It might it might be who you think it is, and I yeah. hope it isn't. Yeah. How many fucking times is this guy gonna die? <laughs> you know, and it's just like we don't need to kill anyone off. No. we really don't. No, it's not necessary. Yeah, uh, you, you know, you don't need that to have any kind of emotional sucker punch. It, no. It's not necessary. I mean, if you are gonna do it, there better be a fucking good reason. Yeah. Um, and since this is Hugh Jackman's final, last Wolverine. final Wolverine movie, I guess he's. Fig- I guess he figures, you know, just
1: throw it all, you know. Go for it. Go for it. And it looks like he is. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It looks good. There's another trailer that came out that um, now I'm actually angry is uh, Arrival because Arrival is I, out. I saw the first trailer. I only, only saw that trailer. Yeah, and
0: uh, it looks, it looks cool.
1: It looks great, and Review,
0: reviews are great.
1: Uh, five stars from Empire.
0: It's uh, it's it, I think it's like ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. which is fucking good. Yeah. And it's like, not out it's, that's
1: like best picture kind of territory. And then there's the kicker: it's not out here till December first. No, oh, really? Yeah, it's everywhere now. And I was looking at the reviews, going like, "Oh, did I miss a press screening? I'll just have a look at the cinema." No, for some reason, this one we're not getting until December, which is mm-hmm. that's a kicker. Because I really want to see this movie. It, looks, it sounds so good and It looks really good.
0: And it's been a while since we've had, like, really nice, intelligent sci-fi. Mm. You know, you've had fun sci-fi. You've had entertaining sci-fi. You've had good sci-fi. But it's been a while since you've had adult, really sort of heady yeah. kind of sci-fi. And it's
1: about linguists. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Never mind the fact that it shares uh, the same title with a really bad... Science, Charlie Sheen, Charlie Machine. Sheen science fiction movie. That's the one where the aliens
1: have backwards legs and fold in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get that one. Is Terminal Velocity the what? Terminal movie? Velocity
0: is the uh, para- uh, parachuting pa- parachuting one. Is that the one with Wesley Snipes? No, that's Drop Zone. That's Drop Zone. That's the one. There, there. Yeah, yeah. Was it uh, around that
1: time Charlie Sheen was just doing a lot of weird action
0: movies? The one where Theo Huxtable dies in like the first. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Malcolm Jamal Warner bites the dust. And sends Wesley Snipes on a rampage. Upset him so much, he just refused to pay his taxes.
1: Damn it. Um, You talked about fun sci-fi earlier though There's a rotating banner on the uh, website we're looking at for remind remind ourselves of what teasers came out. Did you watch the teaser for Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? I did. I did. I am conflicted. This is the complete opposite of of Arrival. In the sense that, you know
0: i'm looking forward to it because it looks like even if it's a train wreck it's gonna be insane yeah but it you know when you say from the director of fifth element yeah. and you look at it and it's like it looks like fifth element
1: mm. but and, then the and, kicker is and then right after that it shows you some cool scenes that look like like mobius artwork yeah. come to life which yeah. looks awesome yeah and then it cops up and lucy <laughs> and you're like yeah. huh <laughs> uh, maybe not so much
0: I mean, visually, it looks insane, yeah. and you expect nothing less from Luc Besson. And it is one of those, it falls under those movies where I'm going to watch it regardless of how bad the reviews are, mm-hmm. because it just looks batshit insane. Yeah. Um, I
1: hated the choice of trailer music. The, I, don't, I don't remember. It's the what Beatles was the, it's like, yes. oh, yeah, is yeah, it, yeah, is it bu- yeah, yeah. Before yeah. or something, it's called. I, 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 I didn't, it didn't. It really, because there's a point where the action ramps up, and that's where you're supposed to switch, like Guardians trailer switch into yeah. some thumping drum bass or something like that. And it doesn't, and it just kind of.
2: Bleh.
0: For me, I mean, like, I'm not crazy about
1: the leads. No, but there's a nice, there's a hint of something kind of cool there that he's like. It's usually he's into her, but she's very clearly and in his face not into him at all. No, no, I mean it's nothing to do with the character interaction. I'm just not
0: crazy about those leads. Yeah. Um, I've never, I have He does look
1: weird to be an action hero, right?
0: I mean, he, I think he's a good actor. Yeah. I don't think she is. Mm. Uh, but he but he doesn't really... He's never really appealed to me. Like, even in Chronicle, he was just a whiny little bitch and it was, it was mm, all but right. That's you the know, character. He's got the face for it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that movie where he plays James Dean. Mm. Uh, apparently, he's really good. I mean, he's a good actor. It's yeah. just just one of those things he's never really appealed to me. Like, the same way, you know, I think Nicole Kidman's a good actress, but she's never really appealed to me. Mm. Um, so there's that. Um, but, you know, visually, I thought it, it looks it looks fun. It looks like... What you would expect from the director of The the Fifth Element. element.
1: And also Lucy.
0: (laughs) Uh, Did you see the trailer for Live By Night? No. Uh, This is uh, the uh, new film that Ben Affleck has directed. Oh, this is the trailer you showed me. Did I show it to you? Yeah, it's the mob one, right? Yeah, the mob one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You showed me this last one in your house. Well, there's a a new trailer for it. Uh, What I like about these trailers is that uh, both trailers give nothing away. Right. Like, there's, it doesn't doesn't feel like they're giving away any major plot points. It's just sort of like, this is the general premise, there's going to be a shitload of violence, and production design and cinematography is amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It uh, it was um, supposed to be released in January, and then I, I guess the studio must have taken a look at it and thought it might have a chance at, at the Academy, so it's getting limited engagements in December. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, but... You know, I, I I'm a I'm a fan of Ben Affleck, particularly yeah. when he directs. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. I thought it was a beautiful trailer. Uh Robert Richardson, the cinematographer who also shot um Hateful Eight. Oh. Uh he the, the cinematography looks amazing.
1: Yeah, from what I saw it looked really, really nice. it looks really, really amazing. You didn't and, miss- I, and I've read
0: the book yeah. that it's based on, and it's an amazing book. So if the film manages to be anywhere near as good as
1: the book, then it's gonna be a great mob movie. Hmm. You uh didn't get a chance to see the account yet, no? Not yet. No. Me neither. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that.
0: That's uh, that's kind of bizarre in the sense that the movie got middling reviews. Yeah, like uh, it's like it's straight down the middle, fifty percent on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. But audiences uh, give it um gave it a, a cinema score, gave it an A cinema score. Oh, okay. And, uh, the cinema
1: score thing always fucks me up because it's like a B-plus is a really bad score or something. A B-plus
0: isn't great. Yeah. Like, if it's a, like an A-minus is already sort of not... So anything, it's either A or A-plus yeah. if, if it's like a B. But then, but then you got some movies that do quite well critically and then audiences watch it and give it an F. Yeah. Like there was that movie uh, that Brad Pitt did. I can't remember what it was called. Something like... Fuck, I can't remember what it was called. It was from the director of um, The Assassination of Jesse James. Mm-hmm. Um, and the,
1: by the coward Robert Ford.
0: Yeah yeah. And um and reviews were not great, but reviews were like, yeah, you know, it's no. a dif- it's a difficult film, but you know, like kudos to them. And audiences, or the cinema score was like F. Yeah. F plus. Jesus. And the movie died. You know, whereas this is like critics uh, talking about the account it's like, "Yeah, it's not too great." And then audiences are like, "Fuck you. We like it." Yeah. Um and it's got it's got legs. Mm. It's got legs. I mean, it's uh it's over like 120 million worldwide yeah. at, the, at the moment for an R-rated non-franchise non-sequel Original story. Yeah. These days, that's that's a win.
1: Yeah. So if you want to re- reproduce this, just put Batman in it.
0: But apparently, like some people have been saying that it's very much. It is. It, it has potential to be a franchise. Oh really? Because they say it's kind of like lots of people like have been making comments. Is like this could be like Ben Affleck's Taken. Oh. You know, it it could be like a an a, a like a lower budget franchise where yeah, yeah. you got this. You play, this. <laughs> you know, of it's like a, it's like an autistic Jack Reacher yeah. or some shit like that.
1: That new Jack Reacher seems to be awful.
0: From what I... I mean, uh, I... I mean, I didn't mind the first one. I I've never I, actually watched the first one. I thought the first one was... I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with the books. I haven't read any of the the Lee Child Some books. friends of mine
1: really love the books.
0: Yes, I got a couple of friends who are really into the books. Yeah. Um, I thought the first one was a good nuts and bolts sort of action movie. Like right. a nice throwback. And uh, the second one appears to be more of the same. Mm. But the second one kind of appears more sort of... Um, like um, kind of like oh we're gonna team in, team him up with a chick now, to to, yeah. get, to
1: get the female audience or something I don't know and I did hear one comment on another podcast slash film or something talking about like the thing that's being buried in the bad reviews oh no it was Bop on YouTube um, is that Kobe Smulders is a grade A badass action heroine that should get her own fucking action movie
0: I like Kobe Col- yeah. Smulders I think she's great
1: I was you know I have to get over the how to get how to How I Met Your Mother thing I'm not really a fan of that show. Ah, uh, well, I mean, I didn't uh, watch too much of
0: it. No. Have you seen the trailers for Collateral Beauty? No. This I movie this movie. movie with an amazing cast. It's got Will Smith, Edward Norton, Kate Winslet, Helen Mirren, Kieran Knightley, Michael Pena. I mean, great fucking cast. This movie looks like dog shit. <laughs> it looks like schmaltzy, manipulative bullshit. Yeah. It. I mean, who knows? It might turn out to be good. It, maybe the trailers are just badly misjudged. Yeah but the way these trailers are cut together it just looks like it, you know when 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 a trailer just um you know like movies that win oscars when you see the trailers you're thinking to yourself this looks like a fucking good movie yeah this movie looks like a movie that really wants to win an oscar mm mm-hmm. and it's and it, it wants so badly to win an oscar that it's just clutching at straws to try and come up with ways to make you feel something yeah and
1: it I've never actually seen all of Crash, but was it like that? The, one that, the Oscar winner that everyone was like, why did we... Why did this
0: Actually, different? no, I liked Crash.
1: Yeah. I thought Crash was a good film. I didn't think it deserved to win Best Picture, but yeah. I thought it was a
0: good film. And the trailers for Crash made it look like a good, solid movie. Mm. This just looks like a manipulative <laughs> piece of shit. It looks like Nicholas Sparks' collateral. You delivery. know, uh, it's... Okay, I mean, like, here's the... You know, a successful New York advertising executive suffers a great tragedy. There you go. Mm. He retreats from life. And in the meantime, he writes letters and he writes letters to the universe. He writes letters to love, to time, to death. My ass. And then one day, these, the t- death and time start to visit him and start to talk to him. And it's all about rediscovering life. And so Fuck Hel- you. So Helen Mirren plays Death, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, like, uh, Kira Knightley plays Love. Or, I have
1: no idea this is what this movie's about. Oh, I my know, God.
0: Someone, some other motherfucker plays Time. I mm. don't know, you know. The motherfucking Time. <laughs> our <know, laughs> day in
1: the Time. Yeah.
0: You see, I'd see that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that movie I'd watch. You know, like, if Jason Mewes turns up as Time, yeah. like, you know, I'll watch that. But it just, like... You know, it's just... uh, I just don't have... I just don't have the patience for this shit. And you got, like, Will Smith acting. You know, and I'm just like, fuck it. Fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a shame, because when I first heard about this movie with the cast, I was like, well, this this is gonna be good. And it just looks fucking shit meh and uh did you see the trailer for the
1: love witch i think i saw an earlier stuff on this because like the poster looks cool it's very retro style right yeah and the movie itself is quite retro
0: the movie itself is uh the visual style is very much like a 60s 60s thriller Mm. and it looks cool yeah it looks cool i mean i I don't know any of the cast the 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 lead the lead actress is gorgeous Mm -hmm.
1: um looks cool cool i'm reminded actually we're going to another little capsule review um I've seen Sausage Party. Oh yeah. Now this is a, a rarefied thing over here because it wasn't getting out in the cinema and it's harder to get a copy as well. Mm. And Jesus fucking Christ. Nothing could have prepared me for what that movie is.
0: I, I'm really I haven't seen it yet, I really want to see it. Uh,
1: I would highly recommend you get a copy of it if you can it's and if you're one of those idiots who think oh it's animated for kids fuck no i mean the, no, no no it's the, not for kids the, the, <laughs> even based
0: on the trailers yeah. you know it's not the for kids. incessant
1: cursing is one thing but the themes they deal with like there's a real it's kind of dumb but it's kind of smart as well the whole racist thing they have going on mm-hmm. you know like there's a bagel who is woody out Al- is woody Allen. it's not played by woody Allen. he's just playing woody Allen. right and there's a lavash which is like you know a East, i don't even know what the fuck a lavash is they even <laughs> make that joke in the movie but they all, at one point, they, they, they're like, you know, they have nothing in common apart from hummus because they share an aisle with hummus because hummus is a Jewish and uh, Arabic food. And yeah. Like, oh, you know hummus? Yeah, hummus is a great guy. Yeah, I like hummus. He's a good guy. Well, we do have something in common. It's just like, <laughs> oh, wow. It's, but, got a, it's got a great comedy cast. Yeah, and I didn't know this and going on. Edward in. Norton. Yeah. Yeah. And not know like, he's a main guy in it. Um, there's a lot of voices you'll hear in it that are like, what, really? And there's a point... When you see this movie and you find out what the villain is, Jesus Christ, like it's insane. Like it's completely, it's the same kind of shock that when the first time you saw South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, like yeah. it's on the cinema and it was just because they bleeped it on, it was bleeped on TV in America, it was bleeped on like, the, the, the shows were bleeped when they made them. Yeah. And so when it was in the cinema, it didn't have those bleeps and there's that, that's one thing that you're getting used to straight off. Yeah. And then you're hit in the face with, shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. Yeah. And it's relentless. And this is that stretched out. It's pure shock value, but it's pretty good shock value. now you know, wavers at times, but um, the end scene alone is worth watching for what the fuck goes on in it. Because um, it takes the idea of sentient food that figures out what it's what it's actually for to its what would be its logical conclusion. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so <laughs> it's fucking insane. Wow! Awesome. Yeah. Um,
0: have you been seeing the trailers for uh, the Lego Batman movie?
1: Mm-hmm. I've seen a few of them already. That Alfred, one, don't don't keep don't keep up on me.
0: That one that one bit where Michael Sarah as Robin where he goes into the bat Cave and he's like his outfit and he's like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh yeah. my god <laughs> I don't know, that bit just cracks me
1: up. Michael Sarah's in Sausage Party as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it, that looks like that can't get here quick enough. It looks Will and Ed has found his true calling. Yeah. Like he's tried do you ever see Running Wild? I did. Running Wild who has two like Roland has become one of my favorite uh, comedy characters. Peter Serafinowicz is genuinely great in most things he does mm-hmm. and in this show the two of them are fucking awful. Like it's like it's like it's like we got fucked and then shot a comedy a sitcom around it. Like it might be occasionally funny, but it just seems like a bad idea. I watched one episode and I mm. couldn't do, deal with it after that. Although
0: I do love uh, BoJack Horseman. Mm. That takes some getting used to. Is like It takes a while to get into it. But once you get into it, it's like, this is funny. Yeah, shit. like I got the
1: first season, watched most of the first season. I think I only watched the first six for some reason and I forgot to finish it. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to get back into it and I, was, I jumped into a scene where Miss Kitty's going out with um, three boys in a coat. Mm-hmm. And that gag is hilarious. And that gag keeps going and going and going. Uh, what about the trailer for the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Split? The
0: one with uh, James, McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yeah.
1: This looks good.
0: it It looks looks good good. and and you know what the reviews have been good yeah like it played at Fantastic Fest Mm. and uh, the
1: reviews were pretty glowing it's like this is because it's a bit of a shock when like it's I mean I proposed the comment the Kimmy Schmidt prequel is pretty dark (laughs) (laughs) because it is about some women who are locked in a bunker by this guy and they see this female figure that they want to get help from and then it turns around and it's fucking James McAvoy McAvoy. in a
0: dress I mean it looks like an amazing showcase for James McAvoy and he looks like he's having a ball
1: is it 23 people he's playing something Free-free like that nowadays? yeah yeah oh. something
0: like that but yeah the reviews say it holds up like yep. it's it's good uh so i like the fact that now uh, you know m night's going the kind of Bloomhouse low budget route yeah uh, because i haven't seen the visit but i hear that that was kind of a return to form not quite but it was, it was not
1: quite but there's a lot to like about that movie there's a lot of fucked up shit goes on in that movie and yeah. it's one of the, very much like soul station there's a similar reveal where it's like you thought things were leading one way and they're not now it's not a twist but when it happens you're like, What? <laughs> no, it still has the gar the you know, M night shaman garbage. Yeah. Like the there's water all around the house. or swing, what was it? Swing for the fences or swing donny swing or something like that? Yeah, swing, 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 yeah. It's got that thing of there's a there's a there's a key theme running through it. Oh, and the kids are fucking annoying, which is great, but like proper annoying, like it, it like realistic annoying. Mm-hmm. Like one of them just breaks into white rap all the time. Yeah. Ah, yeah, didn't I didn't review that movie on this show. No. Nah. Cause it was just fucking weird. <laughs> but fun. Mm-hmm. Any other trailers? I don't think so. I think that's all I got.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, there was the new uh, Wonder Woman trailer as well. Yes. Which uh, I thought looked pretty badass. That won me over because I I I'm on record as not being but too I, impressed with the I, first. I one. liked the first trailer. Yeah. I really did like the first trailer. Um. And this new trailer, I don't want to see more. Yeah. This yeah. Is yeah it. Like that. That's it for me. And since I oh know we also we, we disagreed over uh, Train Spotting too.
1: Yes. Oh, we should talk. Yeah, we we'll talk about that. But Wonder Woman first. Yeah. Um. The one the one, like, it just it shows you what you want to see of her doing. Like, there's a lot more of the action in this trailer. There's a lot more humor as well. I mean, that's yeah. obviously up from on high, add more fucking humor. Yeah. But just, like, you know, the I'm uh, his secretary thing. And it's just, she's she's filling the part. She's filling it really well. Yep. So, Train Spotting 2, I liked it. Uh, you weren't crazy about it. I wasn't crazy about it because I, I think, and I think Guardians of the Galaxy this, did this as well. Guardians of the Galaxy should have had a different song for the teaser they right. shouldn't they should not there should have been a mandate no songs in the first movie marketing or, right. or movie itself let's do if it's if it's if it's guardians of the galaxy mixtape volume two should be a whole new set of awesome tracks and i felt that that was a problem so if it's same for term uh, t2 terminator 2 <laughs> scottish day um i felt that it was revisiting too many past haunts whereas it should have tried to stand it to be its own because you can't recapture that Awesome marketing campaign at the really, time.
0: Really, I mean, like I felt that there was enough sort of there to kind of remind you of the first one, but I thought that the second one had its own thing going on, uh, and and again, it was a short trailer. Yeah. Uh, but I,
1: I mean, I like the moment where uh, Renton walks into the bar. Yeah. And, and then, sick boy's playing pool. Yeah. And he says something like, you know, oh, How's it going? Where have you been for the last ten years? In a really like, yeah, sick boy way. But it was it was nice to see all of them again. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to see it anyway. I just thought yeah, that... Yeah, choose, you're going to go see it. Repeating the Choose Life thing, it's so iconic that you really got to choose your targets. Yeah. And um, probably they're editing right now to add in Choose Trump.
2: <laughs> Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, no, that's it for trailers for me. Hmm. Um We'll go again, just some more, like, we want do full reviews on these, but some, another little kind of, you know, not an indie gem because it's out now in the US, and it got quite positive reviews from what I saw from people, but it was unusual, is uh, Shin Godzilla. Yeah, I didn't see it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I saw it. Um, it's a very much a Godzilla Zero, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, starting the whole thing fresh, mm-hmm. but it makes some weird choices that, again... Looking at train to Busan and Seoul Station, they're making commentary about Korean so- culture. But if you're not part of that, you can still get what they're going for. Yeah. Shin Godzilla doesn't quite have that because there's an awful lot of meanings of men in rooms. Right. And or diff- and then they move to another room. Right. And they talk about what to do, and then they don't do anything, and then shit goes bad. And they do some really, it could have been interesting, but Godzilla evolves over the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. And when it first appears, like I thought, the first creature was actually a version of one of his nemesis. Right. And he would turn up to fight it, very much like the 2014, 2014 one? Yeah. Gareth Edwards one. But it's not. It just evolves into him. But it starts off with these crazy googly eyes. You know, like the googly eyes you get in packets that you stick on things? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Muppet eyes. Yeah. yeah. Not Muppet eyes. Cookie Monster's eyes. You know, Cookie Monster's eyes, yeah, they yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they move, move. inside. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like that. It's eyes are these weird, unstaring eyes. And it kind of robs the, the creature of any kind of sense of purpose like it's just reacting all the time. Right. Now there's some really nice scenes of like it's obviously, you know, like the original was, you know, the, the country processing its uh, experience in World War 2 and the nukes. Yeah. There's shots that look just like the um, tsunami after the Fukushima. That's mm-hmm. after the earthquake there, like the boats and cars being pushed up the river and some yep. like that or the rivers growing and stuff as he works his way inland. Yep. And that's very very powerful. But it like watch the Wilma and we're just like it's boring like I'm, I'm, I, I shouldn't be bored in a Godzilla movie mm-hmm. and I feel nothing for these characters because a lot of them they change up a lot of the characters a lot right. and every time especially hard in a subtitle movie when you've got your subtitles at the bottom every scene is introduced with like text in the top right hand corner. corner of who's talking and what they are and sometimes their titles change like they move from one ministry to another or they get promotion or someone dies or something like that right. so you're constantly all over the place it gets really really weary so I wasn't I, I was not happy with it at all I didn't right. really like it but well, I've seen from the US, people are like, oh, it's a great restart for Godzilla. It's better than the American version. I was like, mm, I prefer the American version. Well, either way, I
0: uh, still want to see it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, you, we, we had spoken about it before, and you, you were telling me some of your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I'll just have to watch it for myself. You will. Yeah. So do you have any, uh, anything you want to review? Well, um, I mean, I, I, I haven't been watching too many movies, but um, the one thing that I've kind of uh that uh, uh want to talk about a little bit is uh this uh, TV show from Showtime called uh, the affair. Mm-hmm. Um uh the third season comes out November 20th and uh, I just recently finished the second season. Um I mean if you haven't seen it it's basically about it ex- it's about the uh, the effects of what happens <laughs> it's about an affair. Yeah. And uh it's uh, Dominic West uh, plays this guy, Noah Soloway, who's a writer mm-hmm. who wrote one book that didn't really go anywhere. And he's married to uh, Helen played by Maura Tierney. And more and uh Helen comes from a very, very rich family, and her dad is a very, very successful author. Mm. Very successful author who uh hates Noah, thinks Noah's just like useless. Deadbeat. And so the the first season basically starts where they're going to Montauk, this place Montauk. Yeah. Um I'm aware of Montauk. Uh where you know, where uh, Helen's family has a house and they vacation there and all mm. that. And so Dominic West is, you know, uh, Noah, he's just basically, you know, he's there and he's sort of like, he feels like he's a hanger-on and he's tired of taking money from the family. And he meets this waitress, uh, Allison, played by Ruth Wilson. Mm. Um, Ruth Wilson was the female lead in Lone Ranger. Oh. Um, I haven't seen her in too many things. She's really good. Mm. She's really good in this. Actually, all the acting in the show is amazing. And I think uh, Ruth Wilson won... Best actress for the season one at uh, the oh. Golden Globes, and the affair also won best drama at the Golden Globes. Its first season, mm. um, and uh, so there's they have like a moment where uh, she saves Noah's uh, kid's life because he's you know like cho- you know, choking on something, and uh, she gives him like the fucking Heimlich and saves his life, and then they have this moment, mm. and um, she's um, sort of like a tortured soul because uh, she's married to this guy Cole played by Joshua Jackson and um, uh, Joshua Jackson's character is named Cole Cole Lockhart part of uh, this Lockhart family who they own this ranch and mm-hmm. they're like a very um, respected family within the montauk community and they suffered a very sh- a terrible tragedy they they lost uh, their they, they lost their son uh, when like apparently he was there was something wrong with him but she didn't know and she didn't take him to the doctor, and he died in his sleep. Oh, fuck. So it's like they're both sort of tortured by it, and they're trying to move on, and she can't move on. Yep. And she has this sort of connection with Noah, and they begin this affair. Right. And so that is the basic premise of the story, and it's about how the... It's about the emotional and psychological effects that this affair has on all of the characters. Yeah. Uh, the storytelling device that they use is that it's kind of like a Rashomon thing, mm-hmm. where... Um, the first season every episode is divided be- is split between uh, Noah's recollection of how it all happened and Allison's recollection uh, so so you've got like the main thrust of the story which is the affair itself and everything that's happening in the present and each episode is book is bookended by these scenes in the present where Noah is a is a suspect in a murder
1: oh but you don't know who he's murdered
0: you don't know who he's murdered you know, I mean, in the first season, you don't know who he's murdered, uh, yet, and then towards the, as the first season goes on, you do realize who he's, mur- uh, who the, who the victim was. Yeah. You don't quite know who did it, or how it happened, and then as it goes on to the second season, they, they expand on the, the, the murder investigation a little bit more. Just like Arrow. <laughs> Man. I've gotta go back to that fucking island one more time, you know. And clearly, they knew nobody wants to go back to the island, so they were like, uh, "Bring, bring Dolph Lundgren into it." Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so the first season is just uh, Noah's perspective and Allison's perspective. The second season, they split it into four perspectives, where it's uh, Noah's perspective, Allison's perspective, Helen's perspective, and Cole's perspective. Gotcha. Um, and to say any more about it would just be sort of to spoil it. Yeah. You know, give too much away because yeah. part of the fun of this show is really just sort of seeing the whole thing play out. And for me, I've kind of, you know, sort of reaching a point where, where everything nowadays is either very pop culture savvy or where everything is very superhero driven or everything is trying really hard to be clever. Mm. This is like a breath of fresh air because it's just straight up raw t- drama, raw drama, good acting takes its time and. Um, you really sort of get into the characters and it deals with things in a pretty real way. So it's like, if you have an affair, what happens? Yeah. And if you get the girl, if you get what you want, what happens then, Yeah. you know? Um, and for people who are sort of like the victims of it, so for like uh, Joshua Jackson's character who was cheated on and um, Helen who's cheated on, what happens to them? How the do they deal with the, the repercussions of them? And and so, and because Noah Soloway's is a writer, Obviously, he writes about it, yeah, and so when you write about it, if people read that book, what happens to the people in that book? Yeah. You know? so it's it's all it, so it's it's kind it it has its twists and its turns. the murder investigation at 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 first kind of feels a bit like, yeah, all right, I think I've seen this before but uh, and the, but as it goes on, there's a nice little twist, and it's not what you think mm. like. Like I was coming up with all of the different ways in which the the murder could have happened, and even if you are right, you're never entirely right. Yeah. There's it's like you think, oh, it might be this person, and you might be right, but it's not that simple. Yeah. So it's uh, so it's nice. I really like that. I mean, and maybe maybe I've just allowed myself to get sucked into it that I didn't see if it's obvious. Yeah. But it wasn't obvious to me. Um, and sort of now, sort of being up to date. I'm very excited for the third season. Um, the you tra- the, if you've seen both seasons and uh, the thir- the trailer for the fir- for the third season is out, it looks good. If you haven't seen any of them, I highly recommend it. Like especially if you've got like kind of you know pop culture superhero fatigue, this yeah. is a breath of fresh air. Cool. Have you heard anything about do they have an
1: end point in mind, like an end of the series?
0: Um, I think I was watching an interview with um, Dominic West and Joshua Jackson, where Joshua Jackson was saying that. Um, the creator of the show, uh, one of the creators of the show, show uh, Sarah Treem, was saying that it's like four or five seasons. Okay. So no, like uh, they've they've got it, they've, they've got, got it mapped out. they've got it mapped out, and it's about four or five seasons. So it, it, it doesn't go past that. Cool. Um, but they've kept the um, they've kept the uh, cons- the consistency of the quality really good, and there's uh, some nice um, The Wire reunions in this. Oh, she. Because you got you got Dominic West and uh, Helen's dad is John Dolan. Um, John Dolan is. Uh, John Dolan in uh, the in, in The Wire was. Ah um, uh, uh, shit! No, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I can't quite remember. But uh, he he was uh, basically the guy who was always sort of talking shit with um, with uh, McNulty. Like bunk. No, no, it wasn't bunk. He he was one of the the higher ups.
1: Um, oh, the judge. Shit. The judge, right? The older judge guy. He, yeah, yeah. He, y- ra- y- y- he rats out the beginning. Yeah, y- he doesn't rat y- out. He y- kind y- of like y- y- he rat- y- y- he squeals on his bosses. That's it. right. That's
0: right. Yeah, that guy.
1: He's turned up in a few things.
0: He's always likable. Yeah, he is, and he's he's great in this. Yeah, he's great in this. Um, I really, I mean, I really liked The Affair. I really, really enjoyed it. There, there, there have been some people who say like you shouldn't watch this with um, your partner. Oh, really? Like the same, like Gone Girl? The same way, yeah. The same way people said you shouldn't watch it with Girl. But I've watched, uh, I watched the first season of The Affair with uh, my wife and. It's fine. Yeah, no issues. It's but, television. But what's really interesting about it is that is that the uh, the, the different uh, sort of uh, POV sections uh, is that so in Noah's section you'll see you'll see Noah's memory of something. Yeah. And then when it switches switches to Allison's section, you see the her memory of the same thing. And it's different. And it's really interesting how it's different. Yeah. Like it is different, but it's what
1: is different. And it doesn't get wearing.
0: It it doesn't it doesn't it's it's quite nice it's like you know it's it's like how he remembers what what how he remembers the first meeting and how she remembers their first meeting is very interesting it's like how he remembers her like and like uh, in both memories she's wearing something different Uh, you know she looks slightly more flirty in his in his memory of it but in her memory of it. It's cheap. Very chaste. Yeah, yeah so, so it's interesting. It's very yeah. interesting how, how that happens. And all of the acting is really good. I mean, I think that... Um, I mean, Dominic West is... He's great. He's great. You know, um, uh, Ruth Wilson's really good in it. Martin is really good in it. Uh, it's a really nice role for Joshua Jackson. It's a very adult role for him. And he's, Comic-Con's Joshua Jackson? Yes. <laughs> and he's really good in it. Like, uh, in the second season, he's got one scene where he's just haunted by the memory of his son, and it's, it's heartbreaking. Hmm. Uh, uh, and, yeah... Cool. Really,
1: really good. Let's check that out. I think I'll finish off with some TV as well. Okay. So I'm five episodes in on the new Westworld TV show. I think mm. Six, seven is on tonight. Which I haven't seen. You haven't seen. I haven't and seen. I, I'll, I'll talk about it in vagaries as well. Yes, please do. Uh, <laughs> the setup is like the 1972, 73 Michael Crichton directed movie. Mm-hmm. It is a theme park full of robots. Yeah. In the Wild West, and yeah. the they're the hosts, and then the guests come along and visit them, and they can do whatever they want. And it's funny how you know they've they've, they've built in certain things from video games and stuff like there's certain people walk past when new people arrive mm-hmm. and they walk through the town there's a certain you know quest givers mm-hmm. you know and they're always saying the same things like you sir you look like a man of action would you be able to help us out run down this outlaw mm-hmm. which is kind of cool mm-hmm. but it's not just the original movie was the robots go about weird and then they try to kill everybody yul brinner tries to kill everybody yeah primarily it was mostly yul Brenner, right it wasn't a lot of the robots yeah 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 no. so with this although to be fair it's been a while
0: since it's been a, long long time. Time. It's been yeah. a really long time since i saw that so, in this... John Doman Not Dolan. doman Sorry. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, him!
1: Sorry, he's not the judge. He's the... Uh, he's the... He's the... He's, he's the commish. He's the commish, yeah. Oh. Sorry. Grumpy fuck. Yes, yeah, he's he great. He's always grumpy. He gives good grumpy. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's grumpy in, in The Affair as well. Yeah. Um. So, Westworld, yeah. So they but he's got, got this one great... Sorry, he's got yeah. this one great <laughs> line to Noah. Because like Noah's already written one book that didn't do too good. Yeah. He's like... Everyone has, everyone's got got one book in them. Almost no one has two. <laughs> and it, that's a great line. Yeah, it's a great line. And, and Noah's always getting fucked. <laughs> What's great about it, also, is that Noah is a dick. he's an asshole. McNulty's really good at playing those parts. I know. The fuck did I do? <laughs> fuck I. <said. laughs> it's that attitude. It's written all over. I know. His but face. he's like, he's a selfish son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs>
1: So in Westworld, like, you get to see some of the guests coming in, but you get the robots, you get to see what their daily lives are like, and a lot of it is fucking horrifying. But they're robots. It's fine. It gives a shit. Yeah. Uh, but they were, like, fleshy robots. Yeah. Um, and so it's got Anthony Hopkins is, like, the proprietor, the, the main owner of the park, but he did get into some pro- problems money-wise, so he does have a board to kind of um, have to deal with, and the representative of, that of them is, like, this woman who's, you know, trying to ride his ass over certain things. because He's constantly tinkering with them to try and make them more lifelike. And uh, Jeffrey Wright uh, gives—he gives real good. Jeffrey Wrightness. There's a lot of looking over his glasses in uh, shabby vests, which mm-hmm. he's really fucking good at doing. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, he's like, he works for Anthony Hopkins, and he kind of, you know, he's onto some of the stuff he's doing. But Anthony Hopkins has gone from like twinkly old gent in this, in the first few episodes, to maybe someone who has a slightly more sinister plan than what we think, and he a lot more power in the park than you would know to let on. So it's kind of focusing on this character, Dolores who is like, uh, you know, the virginal, virginal um, you know, uh, sta- uh, farm daughter, farmer's daughter. And like, she's one of the characters that people can run into an awful lot in the park. And some horrifying shit happens to her. And it's like, Anthony Hopkins has essentially introduced a new subroutine so that to make the, the host more lifelike, they'll have like little kind of, they might go into little reveries where it's like, you know, they're playing with their hair kind of as in like thinking back to some time that a lover touched their ear or something like that, right? Right. But it has some unintended consequences. So the hosts start acting up. Right. And there's some great things, there's some there's some new people coming into it and like there's a lot of it's some very it's a Jonathan Nolan show. Right. So there's some very clever things. Like the first episode there's a re, there's the reset of the park, mm-hmm. and it opens with a piano pianola
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the scrolling paper yeah, yeah, playing yeah, the piano. Yeah. And as it starts, you're like, and you're like, oh, this is cool. And you're like, wait a minute, that's Black Hole Sun. Oh. And then the next time it comes around it's a radiohead song. And it's like, it's cool that they do that. And they, they, they drop different ones in there. And there's just everything, like, that is a kind of a, a key to the show. Everything is something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something else always going on. And I had stayed away from theories until I got to the fifth episode and I just, just looked up something online. And there's some people, it's now, after the first episode, the first episode sets up pretty clearly that, like, one character who you think is a guest, he's not. Right. Um, the man in black this time is not a robot. It's Ed Harris. <laughs> who is all in black and he's like just talking to them like they're pieces of trash because he right. knows they're robots. So you to, it's fine, you're not going to remember this anyway and all this kind of stuff. Right. And like, oh, this is this isn't the first time we meet. I've been coming. And there's all these hints about what is he doing there right. and the way he acts and the way he's going on. There's hints as well that the admin staff. Like at one point, one guy says, "It's like this guy's uh he's acting out weird with these with the hosts." And he's like, "Oh, that guy, he gets whatever he wants." Right, and you're not sure what's going on there. And I introduce some new characters. One of them looks like John Boy from the Waltons. Who um. The theory is that they might not actually be now. Their stories might be what happened in the park in the past. Because the park has the same robots for the last 30 years. Right. So there's like, there's also Jeffrey Wright is having these conversations with one of the robots. Because like when they're talking to the robots, they're like, oh, hi, I'm just I'm I'm just, a, I'm just a stage girl. It goes analytic mode, uh, disable accent. It's like, yes, it's like, they, you're basically talking to the AI behind the charade. Mm-hmm. And there's weird things coming out of what's going on there. Like, are they remembering what happened to before? Are they remembering previous lives or previous subroutines right. and are they freaking out over it and it's just I don't know where it's going but it's gripping to watch mm-hmm. because you know the, the, the robots can't hurt you their guns don't work right. but the humans can but like what is happening what is going on here and like uh, Timmy Hopkins is building and he wants to add a new storyline at the end of the park and uh, he's doing some crazy shit out there and he kind of shows what he can do with these robots mm-hmm. and they're dropping hints now about what happened to his partner Mm -hmm. And that might have repercussions in the current day. And it's still, you know, it's old timey fun, wild west shit going on as well. And like there's fun things of like, you know, idiots walking through the park like, I killed a guy. But then there's all (laughs) this weird shit going on. And most of the people, it's on uh, HBO. So most of the people who go there just go there to fuck robots. Right. And there's a lot of just fucking robots on and people who are taking them on face value as their characters and people who are just like, no, no, just come here and suck me. And this weird, like, it's showing all of human life in a way. Right and even like the guys who clean up the robots after they're murdered on the during one day's activities and they're cleaning up to patch them out again even those guys are like you know got their own little characters going on as well right right and so it could really fuck up massively badly because it's starting to do the last thing where there is an awful lot of things that we don't know or why are we seeing these things they're generally interesting but why are we seeing these things right and you know they they tie together with the character of dolores and a few other characters and you're thinking and especially the man in black it's like how is this all going to tie together, and will they be able to go beyond that? Because the it's Westworld, the robots are going to go crazy at one point, or not going. That's just going to be like Terminators. Yeah, it's going to be like Person of Interest, another Jonathan Nolan show. It is going to be about the birth of truly sentient AI. Yeah, it's got to be. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I think. And that's what, his thing. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And like Person of Interest, he had it's a great show. Should watch that. Um, they had the whole thing of like they had a machine that was built to protect us, and then another one came on that didn't think so highly of us. But would do its own ends, mm-hmm. and then having a cold war essentially. But the way that, it would always highlight the way these machines could think, and there's a fantastic part in Person of Interest, one episode where it flashes back to when the guy, when um I never remember his name, is in Lost, last um, Mr. Fin- he plays Finch in Person of Interest. Mm-hmm. Um, when the first I, time. I
0: mean, like I I I watched Person of Interest for a while. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't get into it. it, it, it
1: after a while, it just seemed very because I think they're not on. A, they're, yeah, they're not on a cable network. They're not on a cable network, so they yeah. were having to do the crime of the week, but also dropping these things. And they just eventually just said, "Fuck it!" And like, there's a third or fourth season. They just end it in a way they like. They just fucked their, their premise. They're like, they're you know, tune in and catch an episode in the middle and understand the premise. They ditch that completely. You know, you have to actually understand what's been going on. I know, but the thing is, is that uh, you gotta you gotta be like three or four seasons into it before you get there. Yeah. and I just I exactly. just I just didn't have the patience. But there's a beautiful thing that happens uh michael emerson something mm-hmm, about it, mm-hmm. where it flashes back to him first creating the computer mm-hmm. and like all the different options he had to do because like he would create one that was slightly aware mm-hmm. and then it would instantly try to get on the internet and kill everybody and having to like you know slam the just destroy the computer or other things would happen or it would just like contemplate life realize it was over and kill itself so it would show you all the v- various permutations we could have if ai came real and the park is doing that a little bit with the Dolores' character, Tandy Newton's character. There's other characters, James Marsden's character. You're like, what is he? What's going on with him? Mm-hmm. Like, they seem to be exploring all these facets of it. And then you've got like, you know, uh, Anthony Hopkins just going for a walk in the park and meeting a little boy. And you're not sure whether the boy is real or an android and just being twinkling and cool and weird and stuff. And it's really job And Ed Harris is given real good fucking scary bad guy. If he's a bad guy, we're not sure if he's a bad guy. But he's after something. There's a, right. there's a deeper mystery behind the park. Right and so far it's been really really good and I highly recommend watching it it's not for the squimmies my girlfriend bailed she actually bailed as soon as Ed Harris turned up
2: <laughs> okay she's like I
1: watch TV shows to relax I can't relax watching this so it's like to show you gotta be engaged and you gotta really wanna watch it you know what I mean right 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 but yeah I think that's about an hour alright so uh, we'll, we'll we'll probably follow up with like a Doctor Strange spoiler cast at some point okay shall we just uh, just wrap up with the cool stuff oh yeah cool stuff sorry yeah.
0: well in, um have you seen Kubo on the Two Strings yet? No, I haven't. We should do a cast on that when you do. Okay. Well, um, right <laughs> while we're recording this uh, podcast, um, in, um, in America, they have elected Donald Trump as yeah. the
1: next president. This is, this is uh, for the historical records, the 13th of November, 2016, if you find this on the post-apocalyptic wasteland. This is what life was like before, you know, before the Moromoraland. We um we talked about podcasts and recorded them online. So this will only be a cool
0: thing if uh you don't think Trump as president is a good idea. Yeah. Uh but uh if you go to feltgoodco.bigcartel.com. I'll put a link in the show description. Yeah, they've got a a really cool t-shirt. <laughs> uh Well, there's a pre-order. There's a pre-order for um uh, two two, uh, two options. There's a T-shirt that says uh, Donald Trump hates my guts yeah. uh, in red, white, and blue. And then there's another option of uh, Mike Pence hates my guts. Hmm. Uh, they've also got a very um, they've they've also got another cool T-shirt that I really like, uh, which is a black a black T-shirt with a really really choice. A picture of Donald Trump, and on the side it says. He's
2: looking in
1: full explosive mode. He's just like,
2: "Fuck you!"
1: Fuck
0: you. Yeah. Like, uh, and it says, "Not my president." Yeah. Um, and it's not that expensive. It's only ten US. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my cool thing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, it seems quite timely. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like if, you, you know, if you're a Republican or if you think uh, Trump being president is a good idea, you won't find this very cool. Yeah. Um, in that case, I'm sure you can find many other t-shirts that have, like, fuck Hillary or something like that oh. on it. So, but uh, I'm not in that camp, so this would be my, my t-shirt to get.
1: Uh, I actually have a cool thing. So I, I shared this with you before, but it was the Escape from New York timer. Yeah. yeah. I, I first saw it as like, so it's the time where the snake Plissken wears the counts down the hours he has until the poison assistant kills him and he's got to get the president out of New York. Yeah. And it's a big, dopey, red LED. Yes. And if they just made that, it would be dumb fun and it wouldn't be cool stuff. Yeah. But the fact that they put a smartwatch in there mm-hmm. kind of blows my mind. That like, you know... That's as big, like the watch is fucking huge on his wrist and that's as small as it could get an LED mm-hmm. readout thing that worked mm-hmm. back then, Yeah. or oh, that even kind of half worked. They'd probably mm-hmm. just set it manually. Whereas this one can sync to your phone and can like, you can answer calls on it. It could display time in six different time zones. Mm-hmm. You can do all sorts of shit with it. Yeah, no, I saw it. I mean like, the <laughs> as like a, as a
0: prop, I guess, yeah, I know, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. As something to wear on your wrist, if, no. if I ever saw someone wear it, it's like, you know, Uma's like, oh, oh, because <laughs> Uma's the kind of guy that just might buy it. Yeah. And you're just thinking to yourself,
1: really, man? Would no, you-? the only reason, the only way you could wear this outdoors is if you're wearing a long leather trench coat, combats, black uh, like and white not- combats and a fucking eye patch and a mullet. If your name is not Kurt Russell, yeah. you have no business wearing this thing. Kurt Russell might have trouble. I mean, it might, if your name is not Pliskin, Gummy Snake.
0: It's goofy fun. It's goofy fun. It's goofy expensive fun. Yes. It's like what? 250
1: US or something? Something like that. But for smartwatches, it's cheap. But I did like the video. Did you watch the video? Yeah. I, saw I did the video. like the video where they interspersed yeah, yeah, themselves in yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing. It was very nice. It it's it's very kind nice. of goofy. It's really goofy when the, the, the designer turns up and he's like, are you going for uh, over the wall or going for electrocution today? <laughs> It was cool. But uh, yeah, we'll get back on with uh, some spoiler casts and some normal shows. Let us know if you prefer the Ramble, Ramble chat or uh, the other shows. Yeah. Uh, you can let us know by emailing us at podcast at com. You can get me on Twitter at mcnastyprime,
0: And And uh, you can get me on Twitter
1: as uh, GavYap or Instagram
0: as GavYap77.
1: Yeah, I'm on Instagram as well as McNasty Prime. And if you follow McNasty, and Fries on Twitter, that's when most of the podcast shows will go up or if we're going to do uh, email in or you can send us questions on that as well. Alright. So thanks for listening. We've been the McGettin' Fries Podcast. Thanks. Bye.